Welcome to the Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Today we're going to bring you a message from a series with Pastor Jackie as she shared a series about freedom. These messages has to do with freedom from lust and freedom from the flesh. Paul talked about that in the book of Galatians chapter 5, that if we would walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Every believer is going to be challenged. Pastor Jackie tells us how to overcome and get free from the power of lust and the power of the desires of our own flesh. Take a moment and listen to this message carefully and come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. See, we're all going to be tempted. Every last one of us, we are going to be tempted. But we got to know what to do with the temptation when the temptation comes. See, the temptation leads us to sin when we yield to it. If you are a Christian, this is what I need you to really understand. The devil cannot make you sin. You know, there was an old saying saying that the devil made me do it. No, 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 no. The devil can't make you do nothing. He cannot make you sin. But just like an expert football coach, he studies the game film. The enemy studies you. He knows your distinctive weaknesses and your tendencies. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows your desires. He knows what you like. He knows what's attractive to your eye. He knows if something is said, what you're going, you go entertain. He knows you. He knows how to appeal to your evil desires so that they will draw you away to sin. And we got to understand when the enemy comes against us, uh, we have to know and be able to identify it is the enemy that's attacking us uh, versus whether it's something else that's coming after us. It is the enemy that will attack your mind. He wants you to lead you to a place of death and separation from God. He wants you to break fellowship with God. Have you ever came to church on a Sunday morning and when you walked into the room, you felt a little sense of guilt? for the things you did on Saturday night. Because, see, the enemy kind of laid you down Broadway. You went down Broadway on Saturday night. But then you came in the church on Sunday morning and you began to recognize uh, what the enemy, the, the, the decisions that you made and the things that you did. And you know that those things do not glorify God. So you come into the house of the Lord and there might be some kind of, you know, condemnation that is happening on the inside. There might be, you might be convicted because of the sin that have gone on in your life. When you come in here, you hear a word of God and it brings some conviction to you. So the best thing to do when conviction comes in, all you need to do is say, yes, Lord, it is me, God. And you surrender to the Lord. See, because the enemy's game is to get you to indulge in lustful desire. He wants you to feel the guilt and the shame. He wants you to experience dissatisfaction. Has it ever been, you've been in a place that's something you've wanted so, so bad. 
that. You said, man, if I can just get this Oreo cookie cake this week, if I, can, I, I know I don't need it, but if I could just get one taste of this Oreo cookie cake, and when you get that Oreo cookie cake, you eat it, and then you eat a little bit more, and you eat a little bit more. And before you know it, you didn't eat half of the cake. And now you, res- you know, you're feeling a little bad. Matter of fact, your body is saying uh, you overate, you overindulged, uh, you ate too much. You already knew you wasn't supposed to have that. So now you're experiencing the after effects. Uh, that is the way with sin sometimes in our life. When we yield to lust, uh, when we let ourselves go too far, when we pick up that phone that we know we need to let it go to speed down. We know we need to let it go. When we pick up that phone call or when we pick up our phone and dial somebody we know we ain't supposed to be dialing. When we go to places that we know that we're not supposed, you say, oh, no, well, I'm strong in the Lord now and the power of his might. I have the Holy Spirit on the inside of me. It's all right. I can take it. I can go there. The enemy say, yeah, baby, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm waiting for you. I got something for you. It's like putting a Mickey, a, a Milky in your drink. I think that's what they call it, a Milky in your drink. I don't know. I don't drink. Whatever they call it. They put it in your drink and the next thing you find out you acting you're like wait a minute what's up what's going on and you wake up and you've been in places you don't even know where you've been that's what lust does to us it pulls us into a place where the spirit of the lord is saying listen you are sons and daughters of the light be determined that you're going to resist the enemy Be determined that you're going to ask God for help in the time of need. See, God will come to our rescue if we just ask him. With us having now a clear understanding of how lust manipulates us and tries to control us. I want to give you a couple, I believe, practical strategies that's going to help you overcome lust in your life. Number one, you got to recognize and admit that there is a problem. See, the first step to overcoming lust is recognize and admit that you have a problem. Say, wait a minute. Yeah, I have a problem with pornography. It's okay to say that. It involves you acknowledging the, pres- the presence of lustful thoughts and desires in your life. It requires you to be honest with yourself about the negative impact that lust will have on you. But here's the key. The key is to be humble and willing to confront your weaknesses so that you can grow and mature in your walk in Christ. See, you may fall down, but baby, get back up and say, God, I made a mistake. I want to grow in you. Lord, I admit I made a mistake. I want to grow. I want to grow to a place of maturity. First John says it like this, First John 1 verses 8, it says, If you say you have not sinned, we deceive ourselves. And the Bible says, and the truth is not in you. <laughs> 
He says, on the other hand, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So why? God, forgiveness requires us to confess our sins. So first, you got to recognize and admit that you have a problem. I see this all the time in the church. Uh, we go through the motions uh, and we go through this, uh, this life, this Christian life, uh, with all of these things that are attached to us, uh, where Jesus Christ has already paid for our freedom. He wants us to be able to walk in freedom and of uh, the blessings of God. He wants us to be able to walk in the promises of God. But yet and still, we leave them on the table. We don't take advantages of what Christ Christ has done for us. We don't take advantages of the weapons that God has given to us to fight with. See, God already knows what we have to deal with. He knows that we have an enemy, an enemy of our soul. So he didn't leave us here helpless, but he says, listen, when you recognize that you have a problem, come to me. Confess, let me know what's going on. And then God can heal us. He can help us and he can deliver us. And number two says, turn to God in repentance and prayer. What's involved with confession of our sins? When we confess, we ask God for forgiveness and we seek for his wisdom to help us to overcome our lustly desires. How do we do that? We do that in prayer. We ask God for guidance through the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, empower me. How do I fight against lustful thoughts? Uh, how do I fight against lustful actions? Holy Spirit, I need your wisdom. And then when the Holy Spirit begins to talk to us, we replace that lustful thinking with godly thoughts and godly attitudes. But see, you have to know uh, what God has to say about about you. You have to know what the word of God says. So, but the Bible tells us when we repent, we ask God. Think the Bible says that God, it promised to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. See, when we repent, we seek God's forgiveness. We experience God's grace and God's mercy in our life. And it allows us to move forward in our journey of spiritual growth. And then we are victorious over the lust that so desires to consume us. Confession is admitting that I've done something wrong. Not only is admitting that I've done something wrong, it's admitting that I've done something wrong and recognize the harm that it caused to yourself or even someone else in your life. Repentance involves asking for forgiveness. And then turning away from the sinful behavior. You can ask God for forgiveness, but if you don't intend to turn, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about, listen, he says, listen, I am faithful to forgive you of all of your sins. When you repent and turn and go in a different direction and say, listen, I'm not going to put my hand in the cookie jar no more. I'm not going to do that. When that temptation comes again, I'm going to call on the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask the Lord to help me to give me some wisdom on what I need to do. We must remember that repentance is a daily process. 
because of some of the lust that has a stronghold on our lives. It's going to take us daily going back to God each and every day. You might be saying, I'm dealing with some lustful thoughts in my life, and I, I know I love God with all of my heart. I love him with everything I have, but these thoughts keep coming back up to me. Baby, when those thoughts keep coming, you got to keep going to God. You got to make it a, a daily thing. The Bible says, be each transform by the renewing of our mind. You got to transform what you think each and every day. So take each day as a new day and keep on stepping out into Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 says this, be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, make your request known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will begin to guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. What is it saying? Keep on praying. Keep on asking. Keep on going before the Lord. God's going to give you victory. He, not only will he give you victory, he's going to give you peace. He will loose you from the bounds, the bondages of the enemy. Lust don't have to have control over you. This is Jerry G. Martin, and thank you once again for joining us as we have brought the Word of God to you, and we are hopeful that your life has been enriched and that you have been encouraged. It is such a privilege to come to you, no matter where you are. You may be in your home or your automobile or your place of business. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. You can also join us on our website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org. And as always, I invite you to be our guest at The Light of the World. We meet each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. If you're in Atasca, Cedar, Kingwood, Summerwood, Fall Creek, North Houston, Northeast Houston, you're in our neighborhood. Come and be our guest. I want to remind you that the Beacon Christian Bookstore is located right here on our campus. Almost every Christian bookstore in our city has closed, but we have an inventory of Bibles, communion supplies, Sunday school books, offering envelopes, study materials, or whatever you might need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you, and we'll be with you again next time.